and welcome to Phoning It In, the improvised phone-in show where the callers have no idea what they're calling in to talk about. My name is Dave Coffey. I'm a radical thinker, a non-traditionalist. You know, if hip-hop is legal, why can't I edit a half-hour version of Jurassic Park and sell it on Amazon? That's enough for me. The usual phone lines are open, so get calling. Okay, we're going to kick things off this week with our question of the week. Our question of the week this week is, what is your biggest fear? Uh, Ellie, you're afraid of police sniffer dogs. That's right. I had a bad experience once when I was in town. Okay, what, what happened, Ellie? Well, I saw this dog and I went over to give it a pet and it snarled right at me. And it was a police sniffer dog? I think so. Did, I mean, was there a reason that it, it came for you? Did you have anything on you? I was eating a bacon sandwich at the time. Right. And it wasn't the best bacon. I'd had it cheap. And I think the dog must have gotten very disappointed when it realised it wasn't it wasn't still in date. Right. And have you had any other bad experiences with police sniffer dogs? Or was it just that one? Just that one! And, I mean, have you tried to, uh, to, to do anything to kind of oh, to get yeah. over your fear? Journaling. I've written a load of journals on it. But I, I have to say, it's sort of just rehashing the same story and I haven't really been able to get over it. Uh, I, I'm still, I still love the cheap section in the supermarket. And I think every time I go and buy breakfast meat, it brings it all back, Dave. Right, well, listen, Ellie, look, what I'd like you to do is maybe stay on the line. I'm going to have a a guest uh, in studio later on, and they might be able to give you some advice to help you get over this fear. Great stuff. Okay, thanks so much for calling in, Ellie. Okay, our next caller is Matt. Matt, you were uh, thrown out of a certain secret society. It's a little bit traumatic for me to be on the radio. Um, because what the secret society was, was a group of uh, velvet-voiced individuals. We were a collective of radio enthusiasts and radio hosts. All of us had very deep and lustrous voices. Until one day, Dave, this happened to me. And I no longer had my lustrous voice. What happened, Matt? It was a mixture of cough syrup and... Sugar canes, I think, Dave. It was a, it was a crazy night over a, a Christmas a couple of years ago. And I, I went to bed with a, a voice like Terry Wogan, and I woke up like, like this. Had you been singing or shouting? Or... Ah, yeah. yeah. Ah, like the secret society of velvet-voiced individuals. The nights were legendary. You'd stay up till all hours shouting news bulletins at each other, mm. just back and forth. Did you hear this bulletin? Did you hear that bulletin? Etc. Well, Matt, we have a spokesperson from the SSVVI on the line, um, Gerald Hoobs. Gerald, (laughs) um, the Secret Society of Velvet-Voiced Individuals have thrown out this man because of of a tragic accident that befell him. What do you have to say about that? Well, um, first of all, thank you very much for having me on the show there, Dave. Um, That really is a a lovely, lovely speaking voice. Thank you very much. Um, You know, you don't get into the spy uh, by accident. Hoops, you bastard. You bastard, Hoops. Well, um, unfortunately, if you lose your voice, what are we supposed to do, Dave? Um, This man sounds... Like, um, 
a, a fridge. That's not fair. That is not fair, Hoops. The reason you're in the... And I'm not a good fridge. A, fro- a broken fridge. And um, we just couldn't accept him anymore. He did suggest that we expand to being the secret society of velvet-voiced individuals and one, and one croaky fridge one, man. One fridge frog man. That's yeah. all I asked. Um, but it just wouldn't really work for us as a... I mean, think of the... Um, well, your acronym would be... The acronym would be... I brought this man in. I brought you in. I was a member of Spy years before you were. Oh, and and when I came, I mean, it took years of training for me to get into Spy. Um, I was, I mean, I sounded like a, a small barking dog, and um, I was taken under a wing. Can you give us a sample of what you used to sound like before Matt gave you some help? I mean, it's been a long time. I... Uh, let me see if I can bring it to memory. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Wow. Well, uh, it seems like Matt did great work yeah, in, what in a transformation. I think yeah. he looked easy. And is there no? I mean, way... I was getting some work as a dog. As a dog on radio, yes, yes. But, uh, but, you know, uh, he saw potential in me and and, uh, I blossomed, really. And have you no sympathy now for this man? I have so little sympathy for him. I'm out on the street. He's out on the street. I'm doing doing voiceovers for products you'll never hear of. Mm. Can you, what what kind of products? That would be an excellent opportunity to put in the products that you're you're doing voiceovers for, but he's just blown it again. You see, it's not just the voice that's gone, it's the the spirit of the man that has just been broken, fallen away. Well, I have, there's many products, there's products. He's he's just nose paste mm. to clean all of your nasal cavities. Nose paste. Nobody needs nose paste. Well, listen, uh, obviously, Gerald is, is not going to take you back into Savoy, Matt, but I would like you to stay on the line. I'm going to have a, a, an expert. Really? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to. You gonna want st- this voice on the line any longer? I, I really do, think yes. That you should. No, I've, you I've a lot of sympathy for Matt. Go screw hoops. Um, we're we're going to have someone in studio later on, Matt, who might be able to help you out. Thank you. Um, I will go screw. Thanks for calling in. Eamon is on the phone. Eamon, you think your neighbour is listening to you? I live in a um, semi-detached house and the walls are like paper, Dave. Like, I don't even know if it would be on purpose, but, like, I know he is listening. What's your neighbour's name? Don. Don? Don. What do you think he's hearing when he listens in? She, I like to think loud. Um, because I don't find it easy to process kind of my thoughts when they're inside my head. I need to hear them, you know, I need to hear them out loud. So sometimes I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll literally say everything I'm thinking. What kind of things? Going through the options for dinner that evening to fetishes. Fetishes. Fetishes and um, secrets. Secret. So right. So that is um, like that's dangerous. Then if there's if there's things you don't want heard and and your neighbour's able to hear them. Yeah, yeah. Me and Don have a long uh, relationship history. The house used to be one big house. Right. And we used to live in it together. And then after the argument, we had to get the builders in to divide it up mm. and became a very very tiny semi G. 
I mean, that was a clever solution. Um, but we can, didn't have the money. To, we, didn't, we couldn't, we couldn't, I don't know who you think I am, but we didn't have the money to just sell it, pay extra stamp, stamp duty, different taxes. We looked into it, Dave, but it wasn't going to work. It was never going to work. God, uh, okay. Because I mean, uh, it's not ideal living next to Gonk. Do you mind me asking what caused the breakup? I wanted to go for more of a, like, kind of Laura Ashley vibe. Flowers, floral patterns, soft fabrics, uh, kind of um, a classic cedar wood kitchen cabinet. Mm-hmm. And Donk was mad into minimalism, hard metals, concrete, something more industrial, Brooklyn style. <laughs> so it was Bare just... Bare open light bulbs with a filament, the Edison bulbs. I mean, come on, that's going to date. Yeah, I, mean, I know all... you can hear me, Donk. <laughs> It's already, I mean, it's already dating, really, isn't it? And Thank you. I hope it, you're glad. Was it all just aesthetic? I mean, is that the only thing you... you... But, I mean, what does that mean? I mean, I think, you know, if somebody's into classic florals, soft, natural materials, and pastels, that says a lot about the person that likes those things, right? Am I right, Dave? No, you're absolutely, yeah. Whereas if someone likes harsh lines, clean lines... Clinical lines. I think you've already learned more about donks than I could say. I think so. Maybe if you had someone to actually talk to, then you could, you know, uh, you could work through your thoughts that way and you wouldn't just be talking out loud in the house. So you mean arrange to meet them outside of the home? Yeah. Would that work, And then just try and stay quiet at home? Try and stay quiet at home. It'd be a real change of lifestyle. Yeah, well, I mean, a change, a change of lifestyle might might be exactly what you need. And I think we've started off on a, on a really good road here, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for calling in. Thank okay. you. Okay, I have a guest with me in studio today. Um, my guest is Bob Chats. Bob is a life coach. He calls himself an inspirationalist. Uh, he's the author of a new book, Infinite Potential: Channeling Your Untapped Force Power. Um, Bob, thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Uh, it's, it's a real pleasure to be here. It's a real honor. Can you just tell me a little bit about Infinite Potential, your book? Yeah. And well, channeling one's inner force power. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, thanks. I really want everyone to unlock the infinite potential inside of themselves. Uh, but what does that mean, Bob? Well... I think it means something a little different to everyone. It's not one set path, okay? Everybody has a different path. Everybody even has a few paths. If you can recognize your potential within yourself, then possibilities are endless or infinite, if you will. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really sound like you're saying a whole lot, though, Bob. I mean, you're just kind of talking around in, 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 in circles. I mean, let's yeah. drill right down yeah. into this thing. Force power. How do I unlock it? Your force power. Yeah. Uh, so force power is uh, an idea that I like to think of as uh, my personal energy. And uh, I feel like if I can unleash my personal energy, then I can conquer the world. Okay, so that's you. But what about me? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, I don't... so this is literally, this book is only really just talking about your own, well, yeah. your own abilities and not it's not really useful for... I'm going to actually let you in on a little secret here, Dave. Um life coaching and uh, inspiration is really uh, a personal journey and also a little bit of a scam. And I do feel like 
um, my scam is a scheme, and that scheme is a school. All right, let me just try and unpack that a little bit. So you're saying what you do is a scam. Yeah. But somehow within that, there is there is learning to be had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, look, with that in mind... Um, Ellie is on the line. Ellie, we were talking to earlier, who's afraid of police sniffer dogs. Yeah. Um, Ellie, I wonder, can Bob help you out at all? Maybe just refresh us a little bit on, on, on your fear. Okay. Uh, hi, Bob. Hi, Ellie. How are you? Uh, not great. Um, so, I don't know. Basically, yeah. Um, I had a bad experience when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And it's actually kind of... It's it's stopped me doing a lot of the things that I need to do day to day. I'm afraid of dogs and sniffer dogs, uh, particularly uh, means that my job is very difficult because it's outside. What is your job? Um, I'm trying to s- s- sell art on the railings of Stephen's Green lately. And um, I'm not having very much luck. Um, the other artists are making fun of me and I've nowhere to hide. Why are they making fun of you, Ellie? My sales are bad. Right. And I don't know why. I'll tell you this much, Bob. Because um, I've done a number of tests to see if it's me or the art that people don't like. And um, I've reason to believe that even if I was selling... You know, subjectively better art that people still wouldn't be buying it. I took a number of photographs of other people's pictures and stuck them up on my patch. And no look. You took photographs of other people's artwork and tried to sell them? As, a, as an experiment, Bob. Mm, yeah, I don't think you should be doing that, Ellie, really. That's a little bit dishonest. No, I did an exchange for a bet. You did an exchange? It was part of an elaborate gambling scheme. I don't know. If you know how deep the rabbit hole goes with the railing art, people, but it's very deep. So now I'm kind of in a fix. Bob, how can I get out of it? You know what, Elliot? I want to just take a moment to thank you for being on the show today. And Well, I, I mean, normally I would do that, Bob. But that's okay, Dave. I got this. Uh, You're welcome. Here's the thing, Ellie. Uh, you are really strong. And... I, I'm really proud of you for being so brave through this uh, through this scheme that you're working through. And I just want to let you know, that art isn't good. No one's art is good. Okay, just oh. like my work is a sham. No, but I've bought all the materials. It's real. I mean, I could show you if you oh, wanted. Yeah. Oh, it's real, but it's also bad. And oh. <laughs> you got to face reality here. Okay, that's part of unlocking. Different strokes for different folks. You don't know what my art's like. Uh, I've been there. I, I, I'll describe it. Uh, Go ahead. And see if you like it. Sure. Uh, one of my pieces. It's called Synthetic Me. Can you describe it, Ellie? It's a self-portrait made out of um, dog fur that I've found yeah. out the back yeah. of a vent. Yeah, that's right. That sounds about right. Um, that doesn't sound great, Ellie, to be fair. I was working through some things and it's got a lot of emotion. That's the thing, Ellie. It. Just because it's bad doesn't mean it's not worth it oh well if this made you happy in some weird twisted way and this bet and the exchanges and the deep ring of gambling within this community if that's what makes you happy then that's okay i love fair affairs okay yeah there's also 
love affairs within Girl. the community. I don't feel like we've addressed the issue of the dogs, which is why you originally called him. Well, that's just a problem. It's just another layer on it. Now, because, can I ask you this, Ellie? Yeah. Uh, did the dog for us, for your synthetic me portrait, did the dog fur relate to your fear of dogs or your well, fear of police was dogs? Part even? Of what I was working through because yeah. I thought if I could see myself yeah. as a would be police sniffer dog, then, you know, maybe I could yeah. see the other live ones as my brothers and sisters, you know? Dave, Metaphorically. Dave, there's nothing I can do here. Ellie is on a great journey and she's actually taken. tied to the railings. I'm on a hands free. Yeah. Literally, she's... that's not a metaphor, Ellie. I mean, that's me. Well, I have to agree with Bob. It sounds like you're, yeah. you're doing great, Ellie. And yeah. I think just keep right. on keep on trucking. Um, right. uh, I'm going to go now. Thanks for calling in, Ellie. I'm going to go to Matt, who's also stay, still on the line. Hey. Um, Matt was thrown out of the... Uh, so spy. Si- spy. spy. Uh, the Secret Society of Velvet Voiced Individuals, Spy. Yeah, mm. after he, he basically yeah. lost his velvety voice. Bob... Is there any hope for this man? I just want to say that a man is more than a voice. That's all I wanted to say. Absolutely, Matt. You're dead right. Uh, I want to say myself, thank you. Well, I just thank you for thank you for calling in uh, and being here. Yeah, I got you it. Don't, you, I got it. It's you okay. don't need to thank people. Like that's I, all right. I uh, it's part of it. Thank you're thank welcome. You so much. Oh yeah. Okay. Bob, well, it was it was really nice to feel appreciated. Um, see, see, it's okay, Dave. Yeah. Well, let's just move things along. Okay. Matt, you are um, you are on your own path. I don't know if you heard my piece earlier about um, your own journey and your own potential. You got it. All right, Dave. He knows what he's doing. Bob, your advice is shockingly poor, but it seems to be, <laughs> but it seems to be working. So let's um, tell me let's, everyone's not leaving the show feeling uh, a little bit better. I look. I'm I'm shocked. I I. I you're admitting it's a scam. You're giving terrible advice, and it seems to be working. So, look. Can I just ask? Are you doing any audiobooks? We are actually are looking into an audiobook of Infinite Potential. Would you have a? You know what? You can come in and give it a go. You can give it a go, and I can't promise anything. But well, look, Matt. I would like to thank you for calling in. Um, I would also is, would no, like thank you, Bob. It's fine. Thank I've you, got Bob. it. Thanks, I've got Bob. it. You're welcome. Thanks, Bob. Um, Thanks for thanking me for you, Dave. Thanks, Bob. Paul is on the line. Uh, Paul, you failed your driving test 11 times. What happened? What's going on? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, God. I, I, I just have real difficulty with it, Dave. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm currently in the middle of the 12th one right now, and it's not going well. Not going well, Dave. Well, I, um, it might not have been a good Take idea. Take your to, hand off me. It might not have been a good idea to call in while you're in the middle of the driving Hello? test. Yeah. Hello. Sorry, I dropped the phone on the floor. Can you still hear me? You can hear you. Okay. Hands yeah. on ten and two. I, 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 we don't have. We have a digital clock. You have, yeah. What the, what the instructor or the sorry the the person who's giving the test means is you have to keep your hands on the wheel. You're gonna have to speak up, Dave. I can barely <laughs> hear you. Hold on. Hold on. If you get I'm picking it up the phone. All right, I'm holding. Don't take your hands off me. I can't hear him if you don't you take the phone away from me. Jeez. Yeah, I think being on the phone while you're doing your driving test is probably not going to bode well for this one either. Oh. What happened to pre- the previous eleven times? Okay, let's let's go through. <laughs> let's go through them one by one. Number yeah. one. Yeah. I didn't turn up. Okay. Number two. I turned up twice. <laughs> Number three. I may have killed. 
a dog. May have. May have. I'm still going to court on that one. Okay, number four. I crashed the car, but I wasn't inside the car. So what's the problem there? Okay? You know, I got out of the car before it crashed. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, number five. I uh, was very, very high. I tried to balance it out uh, with getting very drunk. Okay, not appreciated according to the the examiner, who's no longer an examiner. Okay, so I think there should be a rule. If you quit as an examiner, then you quit as your exam results. And so I should have passed. Now, number seven... uh, I I um I had an accident. Um What kind of accident? Yeah. What? I, yeah. <laughs> what? I sh- shed myself. <laughs> shed myself. Okay. Oh that was an immediate fail, was it? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was an av- immediate fail right out of my ass, Dave. I mean I immediately failed all over that car. And what about eight, nine, ten, and eleven? Your your guess is as good as mine, Dave. To be honest, eight, nine, ten, and eleven are all a blur. They're just kind of they're just kind of rolled into one for me at this stage. You know, uh, uh, there's definitely screaming children involved somewhere in there. There's a uh, there may I may have uh, <laughs> may have been haunted by a ghost. I I have uh, I did become uh, obsessed. I, I tried to do the whole thing as a, pu- a puppet, um, <laughs> but could, just couldn't see out of see out of the eyes of the puppet. Uh, I I I <laughs> I filled the car with water, filled the car with jelly, filled the car with petrol. Uh, now uh, any of these, I don't know which one is which. Um, okay, well look, it doesn't sound like the current uh, exam is going oh, too well oh, either. Oh, oh, oh. Don't speak too fast, Dave. Uh, I think the think the examiner's crying. I think we have might have an emotional breakthrough here. Uh, tell me it's good news. Tell me it's good news. You're crying. You know this has been a real journey for me. Uh, it's been a real journey for you, uh, except for literally because we've only gone three meters. Uh, get out! Get out! Get out of here! Get, get out. out of here! You don't need to come back. I think it's what the examiner is saying, Dave, uh, because I am free to drive. Wow, great. Well, it doesn't seem like you really need any uh, advice from Bob. Did you Did you have anything to say? Uh, no, I didn't hear anything that uh, jumped out at me that was uh, an issue with, with that. Whoa, that's amazing. Thank you, Bob. Thank yeah, you so much. You sound much. like that's, you're doing really great. That's going to help me so much. Uh, nothing jumped out there. Oh, yeah, good luck. Good luck, dude. That's just making me think about things in a totally different way. Yeah, just, He didn't even whoa. say anything. I don't know why you're passing me a fail card there. I don't know even where this has come from or what that is, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, I guess I guess the examiner's passing this on, on to you, Dave, as a fail for you. I failed today. I failed uh, on the call. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's for Bob to say. Uh, you know, it's not for me to say. Uh, okay. How am I doing, Bob? Uh, I think uh, our own selves can tell us if we've passed or failed. Well, that's that's actually really true. Wow. Mm. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, not legally, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well, look, Paul, thanks for calling in. Congratulations on your uh, driving test. Thank you very much. And, uh, oh, fuck. That was great. I think we have time for one last call. Mary is on the line. Mary, you take serious issue with street performers. Is that right? Yeah, I do, Dave. They're very confident. Yeah. They're very confident. And 
I was raised with a healthy dose of shame, with low self-esteem, Dave, like a good Irish woman. And I, I don't think that people should be out there asking people to look at them. I think that's the biggest problem. And they're just, they're there juggling balls or, or, or playing guitars or, or I saw one lad just standing there. He's just standing there and he expects somebody to look at him because he's standing there. I stand every day, Dave. Are we taxing these lads? Well, I mean, it's up to them if they want to. Where do they sleep? That's a good question. Who's housing these people? Yeah, that's a good question too. Um, Well, look, what about those someone who is genuinely talented? So, Mm. for example, you'd be happy to look at someone who's performing on a stage. No. No? No, no, I wouldn't. I'd never go to a stage. Never go to a stage. I was at a stage when I was younger. And I lost a close friend of mine to the showbiz. And ever since that day, I vowed never to look at a performer again. When you say you lost them, what do, what do you mean? They were snapped up and they're now very successful. Sure, they're making a lot of money. They're traveling the world and they're seeing new places and they're writing songs and meeting people and they're, they're outwardly happy and the trappings of success and they've houses where they want to live and they have a huge family. But are they happy? I don't know, Dave. Well, I don't know. It sounds pretty good. Is it natural? I think so. Oh, is, is moisturizer natural? Um... That's, there you go. No, yeah, this is a good there point. Go. It's not. It's not natural. It's not. Now, our skin should should just should just be fine on it its own. It should hydrate itself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Drink plenty of water. So maybe if a society needs other people to keep it happy, maybe there's something sick in the society. I don't know. I, that seems an extreme response. Join the force. We're having a meeting down in the harbour next next Thursday at eight o'clock. Let's take it to the streets quietly. But you're having a meeting. We're having a meeting so on our own. Well, you're going to be asking people. Together. You're going to be looking at. You're going Nobody's to have to speak. Nobody's going to look at each other. You get an eye. <laughs> you get an eye mask, and you get an extra sketch, and that's how we communicate. Right. Well, in fairness, that is. You've definitely covered all your bases there. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, while you're there, Mary, I've got uh, Gerald Hoobs on the phone. Uh, from Svi. Oh yes, I just want to speak to your last caller. Um, mm. I just the sound of your voice is something electric. What's this, Dave? Yes, I'm part of the uh, society for the secret society for the velvet-voiced individuals, and we would like to sign you up. I want this voice for my own. We, I can promise you, I'm feeling things, Dave. Million-dollar contracts performing around the world with your beautiful Don't do this voice. To me, you could, you will be famous the world over if you just join me. Let me take you under my wing. Dave, I know what you're doing. I, th- this I know what you're doing, Dave. You're not gonna, you're not gonna stop the revolution. Bob, this is an interesting dilemma for Mary because, on the one hand, she thinks that all forms of performance are e- evil, basically, yeah. and now she's she's been offered a, a, a serious contract, a, a yeah. job to be a performer and and make lots and lots of money. What should she do? Dave, this is what we call in the life coaching and inspirational speaking business. This is a dilemma we. Uh, we is that it's known as Bath Struggle, named after Billy Bath, um, who just first described it in the journal for inspirational speaking. He described the Bath Struggle as one which has one too many options. That's exactly what I'm feeling. 
So, Mary, I think while you want to stick true to your beliefs, um, acknowledge your bath struggle and go with your feelings. <sighs> oh, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. I don't know. What, it's what? as clear as day, Dave. <laughs> what is? The clouds have burst open and the sunlight has flooded into my mind. I know exactly what I'm going to do from now on. That is the clearest anyone has ever spoken to me, Dave. So what are you going to do? Oh, I don't think that's for you to know. <laughs> but what I will say is at eight o'clock next Thursday night, we're going to mobilise like nobody's ever mobilised before. And I, I am going to have vengeance on the streets. And do you have anything to say to Jared? I'll ring Jared? him back and I'll absolutely take his offer. <laughs> right. Well, well done, mate. Well done. I don't know how we got to that. But listen, thanks so much for your call, Mary. I'm afraid we're out of time. I want to thank all of our callers today for phoning it in. But I especially want to thank Pearl O'Rourke, Luke Benson, Mark Canton and Veronica Pittman. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thank, thank you, you, Dave. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? We'll go around the room, starting with Mark. Oh, uh, I uh, I regularly perform improv at the tightrope. It's every Sunday, Monday in Unshaw. It's lots of fun. This was improvised. You'd like improvised stuff. Come and see more improvised stuff. Veronica? Uh, nope, I don't really do anything, so that's fine. Just mm. do whatever you want. Veronica, Veronica regularly performs at the tightrope. Uh, I do do and that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure uh, yeah, I'm, uh, without saying the tightrope again, uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, just Google my name. And uh, yeah, we have a, a web series that's out, uh, Logner 20s. So check What's that, that? Out. You long, said that very fast. Long dark twenties. Sorry, you're right. I should. My diction needs work. Uh, so check that out if you can. And thanks for having us, Dave. Cool. And Pearl. Uh, same, same. Same, same. Oh, and Ed, there's another uh, podcast called Ireland's Ear that Mark Antonin and I uh, um, have made, and that's available on wherever you get your podcasts. Great. Ireland's Ear. Probably Tesco. Wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> I haven't figured out how to get it onto Spotify or other things. <laughs> iTunes. So if you bump into them, they'll hand you yeah. a disc. <laughs> <laughs> Google it's just it. earphones where it's already playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if you would like to hear your complaint feature in a future episode, uh, you can share your complaint with us uh, at phoningitinshow at gmail.com or you can tell us what's grinding your gears on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at phoning it in show uh, before you go I have a favour to ask if you enjoyed the show please tell some friends about it or rate and review us wherever you download your podcast this will really help other people to find the show thanks for listening this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network